You want to get to feeling better from the absolute best. Titan MRI. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Oh, God, how I wish it was Jeff and Pat, but instead of Pat and Robbie. Oh, how you changed You were getting day. down. You were ripping me no, just a minute ago, yeah? You didn't allow me time to prepare for what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out here. Okay. For During a the, break. One of the segments we're going to do. we got a lot of things to talk about here today. On the tailgate, Jeff again is, uh, in fact, I used to talk to Jeff a little while ago. He is up there. So he um, is alive. He is alive. And, of course, saw a great game last night. The Braves won 2-1. to one. Freddie Freeman homer to win it. And he's in a doubleheader today. He's going to that, too? He was at the game. There was nothing, nothing. But as soon as I looked, the Braves were losing. So, Who are they playing? Uh, San Diego. Uh. They're, they're not good enough to beat them. Anyway, uh, so Jeff, by the way, Jeff will be back Monday. I will not be here Monday. Jeff, again, we're, we're, Robbie and I are going to do the show for four days or three days, which will make it through a four-day week. And what we've tried to do in the summer is kind of take Fridays off because there's only so much you can talk about in the summer. And Jeff's going to do the same thing next week, just so you know. So you have four full days with Jeff, and he'll have uh, – Get special guests on, including Robbie. I, I'm sure Robbie will be at some of them yeah. here. Yeah. If he needs me, I'd be glad, more than, more than happy to come, Pat. And Zach uh, apparently can, you know, not be, you know. He can come, so, right? So, well, I would hope so. I thought he was going to come this week, but he can't. So. What happened? Yeah, you know. So you got He's a hangover kind of a big from uh, media days? It could be he had too much meat out there. But, um, I don't think he drinks a lot, so I don't think that would have been He likes fruity beer. I know that. Um, Who else drinks fruity beer? He's the only guy I know. Hold on. Fruity beer. Drives me nuts. Cord issues again. Well, you can't. No, you can't use this cord anymore because it kind of goes in and out. But the other cord's way over there, and, and apparently the person... Who does the show before us likes the sound way down, oh. and it drives me nuts. I don't, I don't feel like I can hear my voice. But you know, for the listener just now, Pat, your play-by-play wasn't that good. I didn't get a real picture <laughs> for what was going on. Kind of like the Rays baseball game today. They they painted a great picture of what was going on at Tropicana Field. Did they play today? Yeah, they won five to four against who? The atrocious Orioles. They're bad. Yeah. Yeah, they're real bad. They're worse than the Twins. You crack me up, Robbie. What? You crack me up. That was a Huey Lewis in the News song. Oh, yeah. So you watched some of the McCartney thing last night. Yeah, I watched three episodes. I'm going to finish it tonight. It's good, isn't it? It's great, yeah. He teaches you a lot about music. And a lot about him and the Beatles. Yeah. Stuff you hadn't really heard before, you know? Yes, exactly. And And how often do you hear new Beatles stuff? I mean, we uh, for you and I and your brother Tim, who's a huge Beatles fan, we are like we think we know everything, and then all of a sudden you hear stuff on that show and you I go, notice. "Oh, 
Maybe I was wrong about yeah. that. So. But I know they put, last night they talked about I Want to Hold Your Hand being the first number one hit in America. Yeah. And they showed it. I, I, got, I always get chills when I hear that song because when we were kids, we were in a Montgomery Ward one day in Jacksonville, and they kept playing this song over and over in the record store up there. And my mom was going, well, you could get that one or you could get five others for the same price. And we were adamant. We're getting that one. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting the Beatles, whoever they are. But we, well, love, we well, love the song right away. I wonder what the five other songs were. I, I, I don't know. They're all 45. Strangers in the Night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But what was on the flip side of I Want to Hold Your Hand? Was uh, it Twist and Shout? I don't know. I think it might have been. I don't, or maybe I don't the know. German version. <laughs> Come give me your Dinah Hahn. <laughs> yeah. Was I Want to Hold Your Hand. But there's a good memory, childhood memory. Uh, yeah, it is. In fact, I remember I, I was telling Karen last night, when, or actually two nights ago, when when they were we were watching that episode, and I said, "Watch John. John's John's mic doesn't work during the Ed Sullivan appearance. It didn't work. Yeah. So he's singing, and all you Nothing can hear is Paul. <laughs> yeah. So anyway." Um, all right, so we got to talk about, uh, to me, the biggest story of the day, and it's the worst story of the Sad day. Sad story, really. Is that Bobby Bowden, uh, they announced today, is uh, has ter- a terminal condition. They're not going into specifics, and there's no point in speculating no, you know, no. what, what it could be. They did mention that he had COVID in the fall, I guess. He did. Um, but he kind of got through it. It was a tough battle for him. It probably weakened yeah. a lot of his immune systems. He is going to be 92 in November. My dad died at 93. Uh, look, your body just falls apart. I feel terrible for him. Any gator that is sitting there going, oh, thank God, bowed. No, no but yeah, hopefully you need You need to get way. a life. Yeah. Uh, he is a, he was a great person to me uh, the way I, when I treat, when I covered FSU for several years. Um, in fact, one of my favorite stories is I get a call from the desk, and you know this Hell, this happens, Robbie. I get a call from the desk, and they go, "Hey, where's your Bowden takeout?" And a takeout <laughs> for you is is not just right. It's a long. Story. It's a long story. That is an in depth, in depth story. Yeah. And I go, "What do you mean? There's nothing on the budget about a, a Bowden takeout." And they go, "No, no. Well, I don't know, but you need to have one." So I went. Wayne Hogan, who was sports information he was director, great, great guy, hats. still a great guy. He's, Involved with the rising stars thing, and I said, he said, can you? I said, yeah, I know he's going to practice. Is there any way I can just pull him off to the side and talk to him for five minutes? And next thing you know, I'm in the back of a state trooper car with Bout. That's beautiful. And rode the whole way with him, interviewed him. I don't even remember what the story was. I, mean, I don't know if it was any good, but that's the kind of guy he was. He really was, and is. He's still that guy. He's he was look for all the Gator fans that hated him because he won. You hated him because he won. Um, you hated him maybe because he allowed uh, his defensive coordinator to get away with stuff. But St. Bobby, they called him. But he's a great guy. He is. He's one of the greatest guys in the world. And um, on a on a look of of the ten, my ten favorite people to interview, he'd probably be in the top ten. Yeah, I, I love the guy. And uh, my the funny story is. After long after he'd retired, my wife had to, was doing a story for um, UF Health for the magazine that they they put out, um, and she um, she said I gotta talk to Bobby Bowden. And I go, she goes, well, give me what do you what do you think I should what do you think I should do? How do you think I should handle? It? I go, 
don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. And she came out of it. She goes, I love Bobby Bowden. Well, yeah, everybody did. After that interview. But you know who loved Bobby Bowden more than anybody? Craig Barnes. And that's my favorite Bobby Bowden story. Because Barnes would always tell Bug Bowden about having the playbook right here. And all, yeah. I, covered, I, got, I got Bobby's but, playbook in my front But I covered pocket. the, I think it was the maybe the 89 FSU spring game. And that year they made all the fans sit on one side of the stadium. So in the second half, Bowden went across the field where there are no fans and sat up there by himself to kind of observe. And all of a sudden, we look over, two rows behind him sitting Craig Barnes. <laughs> if you and don't the, know and, Craig Barnes, Craig Barnes was a, a Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, and he was a huge FSU homer and uh, also a pot roast head. Yeah. But he um, <laughs> he uh, look he I I can tell you a great story about him chasing Joe Namath down in the airport yeah. parking lot. I mean he's he was a good journalist, yeah. but, but he he but, was a but, when we, saw, when we saw him over there, the PA announcer suddenly goes, Craig Barnes, report to the press box immediately. <laughs> and he kind of got up real slowly and wandered off into the back to the press they box. They dragged him away. But Bowden used to hide from him. Yeah, he did. He, he hid in the bathroom one time. From yeah, him. he had that private bathroom. Yeah, and he would, would hide, hide back from, there yeah. when, Bowden, when a Barnesy boy came around. Yeah, but he was great to me when I was covering him, and he was great to me even after. I mean, during. I, I know – there were some things that I wrote, and th- sometimes I go back and look at my attitude towards uh, Coach Bowden and to uh, Florida State during the Spurrier years, and I, th- I go, man, I fell into the trap a little bit. And again, I love Steve Spurrier more than anybody, and it's just the way it is. But um, anyway, so we uh, we send all our prayers out to uh, Coach Bowden. You know what's great, Pat? He is a man who has a strong faith, and he said he is at peace, so... That's the great thing. Well, man. and that's the thing. When I saw that, I went, "Oh, he knows what's coming." And yeah. I don't. Again, I don't know what it, what it's going to be, uh, when it's going to be, and uh, but he's okay. He he's been struggling yeah. anyway. In fact, I know that the 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 uh, he was supposed to speak at a thing at the uh, Spurrier's new restaurant. And he couldn't. He wasn't able to do it. And he's supposed to speak it for the quarterback club, and I obviously he won't be able to do that. Um, but I was looking forward to it because yeah. it would be really interesting to see what he had to say. He is FSU football to me, Pat. Well, think about I mean, what FSU football him. was, which was yeah. nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. They had a couple of good years under Peterson. Yeah, but he, yeah, they were okay. But, but not a national power. But. He comes in there and, uh, I mean, they had, some, they had some coaches that struggled, but he comes in there and does – so many great things, and um, decides, hey, look, we're going to go on the road. We'll play anybody anywhere. I give Bobby Bowden a lot of credit as a coach, and I think as a as a person, he was too. You can bitch about Darnell Dockett, okay? You can bitch about Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah. You can bitch about Peter Warwick. Doesn't mean he was a bad person. No. They were bad people that he kind of covered up for. Uh, he's not the first football coach yeah. to ever do that. But you know what I've always loved in the, the movie? What was the movie about the Marshall, the Marshall plane going down? Oh, yeah. And we the, are Marshall. Yeah, yeah, and Bobby Bowden, they portrayed Bobby Bowden as a guy that stepped forward and helped Marshall get over that thing. Yeah, game, helped, did everything game he could. film. Yeah. yeah, helped him out, which was great. Didn't have to do that, but he no. did. He, he was good. He's a good person. I, I, I hope he has more time on the planet. I really do. I know he said I'm at peace, but um, – I don't think anybody's going to be at peace with him going away. So that story is a huge story today. 
We'll get to some of the less important stories, including Florida losing another basketball player of not not of note. And, and you're not going to. I think people probably thought he was going to go anyhow. Yeah, they knew. Everybody knew yeah. he was going to probably leave, and uh, some of the other stuff going on in sports and especially college football with media days. The ACC had their media days, started their media days today. I think it was, and they um, nothing. Uh, but I've got I've got another. I got something for you, Robbie. Because I know you're big on Miami, and I'm going to tell you why. You're I'm way out of line. Big on Miami. Here's yeah. another thing, Pat. Florida, I guess, somebody over there released the uh, roster for the football season. It's going they to be did. the media guys. So you can probably find that on Twitter and look at guys who've gained and lost weight and whatever. Maybe new yeah, numbers. It sounds like a Jack Harston call. No, it sounds like <laughs> something that fans he's, would want to do. He's a two star, but he's 342 pounds. <laughs> he's a red chipper from the panhandle. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. It was it was interesting. You know, one thing I saw when it was tweeted out, the cover of the media guide, I said, you know what? What was the cover? I'm just going to tell you. Okay. I said, you know what? This season is about the not about the guys wearing number one. It's about the guys wearing number five. Because it's Emory Jones and yeah. Kyrie Elam. Yeah, those are huge. If those guys are great players for Florida, if they're all SEC-type yeah. players, they'll be fine. And I think they should be. I think they will be. they they got a good chance it, to be elite. Yeah. So uh, it's not – I mean, everybody makes a big deal about Jacob Copeland's got number one. And Jacob Copeland's going to be a big part of this team, but it's more about the fives than it is the ones. Yeah, no question. That said, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Randy and Ron will join us when we come back. From this break, you're listening to The Tailgate, ESPN, 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Eli Macaron. The Rays walked it off against the Baltimore Orioles 5-4 earlier this afternoon with an Austin Meadows two-run single to center field. Randy Rosarena also tacked on two home runs in the first and fifth inning. Tampa Bay is now tied with the most comeback wins in Major League Baseball at 29. In 2020 Olympic news, the United States women's national team lost 3-0 in an upset to Sweden, snapping a 44-game win streak that dated back to January 19, 2019. They look to get into the win column Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. against New Zealand. In college football, SEC media days continue today with Alabama's Nick Saban, Mississippi State's Mike Leach, Vanderbilt's Clark Lee, and Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher speaking with the media. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Eli Macaron. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville is home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators!
There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. This is an audio demo of the new Sonic app. Just look at that menu. Here are some of the Sonic classics clearly. I'll customize my tots by adding those. Gotta get the ocean water. What is that color? An ocean blue? See that? Drinks and slushes are always half price in the app. And this is how you do the contactless payment. Will you look at that? I guess you can't. But you can when you order in the Sonic app. Limited time offer. Exclusion supply. See app for details. Mobile ordering available at select locations. Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Hey, Jeffrey, I heard that you were the place to go to for Gator Athletic Ticket Contest Giveaways. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is your hookup for Gator Gymnastics, Volleyball, Softball, and Baseball Tickets. Go to MeldonLaw.com and enter for your chance to win. Meldon Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Hi, we are back here uh, after I got finished uh, texting a... uh, Guy is falling a, Gator fan. A Gideon. He is a he is the biggest Gideon. Total Gideon fan. Yeah. He's blaming Jeremy Foley for poor recruiting right now. And Jeremy, I'm sure, does what he's like, what the hell? He's been retired for like two years now. No, four years. <laughs> yeah, four years. Okay. So um I told him that I'm a plant like Will Muschamp. Yeah, sent by Georgia. Yeah, sent undermine. by Georgia. And you've been undermining quite a bit, Pat. I have done a good job. Dooley, they should have. Why they let you keep Dooley as your name? Well, well look, I that's mean, a giveaway. Do you think Vince, Vince Dooley and I are not related some way? In some <laughs> way, I don't know how. We're both different kind of ethnic backgrounds. I think uh, it's duly noted that you're a dog. Well, I think that we have the Vanderbilt band has the finest band uniforms we've ever seen. So, and Cub is smart. He's the greatest coach in the history of college football. All right, we got a lot to talk about, including the breaking news story that I heard um, as we were coming up here. And we again, we wanted to start the show talking about Bobby Bowden because that that is the most important thing. And we again, we sent our prayers out, but um, that um, several uh, Sports Illustrated reporting this. That Oklahoma and Texas have asked the SEC about joining. That's big um, news. And so it it came up to Ross Bjork, who is the AD at Texas A&M now. I think. I mean, he's been at every school in the SEC. I think. But anyway, and he said, "We want to be the only school in Texas." And I'm like, "I don't think you're the only vote." No, you, he's not going to be able to block that. If yeah. they want in, believe me, they're going to get and in. And that has been the 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 
thing that everybody said all along is like Florida doesn't want this team in and and uh, Georgia doesn't want Georgia Tech in and uh, I don't either. Kentucky doesn't want Louisville in and you know and I'm like well, they, I don't think I don't think one team can block anything anymore. Um, so look, if it means going to 16 teams, great. If it means kicking Vanderbilt and one other team out, great. Tennis, uh, having Texas and Oklahoma in this league would make it the superpower. Oh, it would be. It's already the best yeah, conference. But this would be it would just be above the better. super best conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the yeah. Big Ten, forget that. All right, let's take a few calls here, and Randy's up first. What's going on, Randy? Man, too much going on. I think I asked you months ago about maybe possibly Oklahoma and Texas wanting to get in there. Yeah, you know, it's funny even... because, Randy, I really thought we were kind of done with realignment for a while, but... Yeah, there hasn't been any talk lately. Everybody was so consumed with scheduling and NIL and transfer portal, but maybe maybe we're not done. All right, uh, let me say this. I graduated high school in 1990, so I'll be 50 in February. Um, I don't think I started paying attention until Coach Spurrier got there. They announced it in 89, and he took over the 90 season. So the most of my recollection, I remember Pell, I remember Hall. But I always remember Spurrier and Bowden doing their thing every Saturday for the 12 years Coach Spurrier was there and as long as uh, Coach Bowden was there. And I didn't like the way they ran him out, but I'm a Gator grad. I, I love my school, but I just don't like how they treated him. So enough of that. No, they definitely ran him out. There's no doubt about that. Gotcha. Two things I wanted you guys to answer. Um, <clears throat> of the three state schools here in Florida, the big, the big three, who do you think is primed to get back to national prominence first? I remember when the national title trophy used to run through this state, and we've kind of lost that. Would it be us? or uh, I don't hear anything coming out of Miami, and I really don't hear much coming out of FSU. What do you guys think? I think it would be Florida because you know they've been successful the last three years under Mullen. They appear to be heading up, and I think they're going to have a big year this year and keep the momentum going. And I think Miami may be a year or two away, and I think FSU could be – Two or three away from trying to get back to where they once were. But I have heard a lot coming from Miami, and, and yeah, a lot, yeah. And the funny thing is, Derek King is one of the main reasons. I have gone from the Robbie Andrew philosophy of Miami be, may beat Alabama in an open game, and then I've thought, thought about okay, they're going to beat they're going to beat them with a quarterback who's coming off an ACL. Nah, I think they have eight starters returning on defense. They're going to beat they his should be, ass, yeah, okay? Yeah. Just re- be ready for it. Yeah. That's the so you're accepting. I'm no, saying I'm not, it's I'm lock saying, of the year. All I've said is they're going to give him a game. 14 and a half points. I'm they're going to give him a game. They'll cover that. I'm giving you, I'm uh, right now, for uh, all the beers that I got for free today. Today you got free beer? I'll tell you the story later. Okay. But, yeah, I got a lot of free beer. Where is it at? Very nice. It's in my cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your cooler? It's not here. <laughs> I will bet. I will bet those uh, beers. Okay. And Pat, I'm not allowed to say. You know, we had the conversation a, few, a month or so ago, a month and a half maybe. I'm not allowed to say I grew up down south since Florida's not the south. But I <laughs> no, it isn't. No, I, I, I hear you. But I work with a guy from who's got a chemical engineering degree from Yale, and he uh, worked at Yale. And, and you know, he tries to tell me about the Yale education and this, that, and the other. I said, Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, we play football down here. Y'all don't play football up north. What is it? Do you guys know anybody that 
grew up in the Northeast and they don't have anything to look forward to when we do down here in the fall. And, you know, it's, it's, it's football from, you know, September, August, September until maybe January. I, I, I just don't, I feel bad for those people up yeah. in the Northeast. They don't have anything to look forward to. Yeah. I have relatives up in Minnesota, cousins, and they never, college football didn't even, didn't even exist to them. So that was really weird. And even, but they, I guess they weren't real sports minded anyhow. But yeah, they they never talked about college football, look forward to it or anything. Well, think about the state of New York. I mean, how many great football teams are there in the state of New York? College football, none. Zero point zero. Syracuse. <laughs> they they they're terrible. I know they are. Yeah, I, I feel I feel really Rutgers. I feel bad for those people up in the north. And I grew up. I was born in the Bronx. I, you know, I didn't believe that you know I could come down here and turn into a a, a southern loving foot. Oh, sorry, Florida loving <laughs> football guy. But that's what's happened. It happens. You get the fever. You get Absolutely. the fever right. for more cowbell. <laughs> that's it. Take care, guys. Thank you. Do you think people in England feel Appreciate bad for us because we don't get excited about soccer? I think they feel bad for us for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But, we kicked uh, their butt. And what? The Revolutionary War. <laughs> I, I'm ready to let and that we go. And we were a 14-point underdog. I'm ready to let it go. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get another call in here. Ron is on. What's going on, Ron? Hey, gents. Uh, how y'all doing today? Good. Good. How are you? Doing, doing great. Um, hey, uh, thanks for uh, – uh, I had not heard the news uh, uh, that you brought up at the top of the or of the show, so thank you for, for bringing that to my attention. I'll get into, look into that a little bit more later. Um, the reason for my call today is, um, did, did any of y'all watch any of the Olympic softball yesterday? You know, I wanted to, but when I turned it on, at the time I thought it was going to be on, it was Japan and Australia or somebody. I didn't even know like, it was I, on. I, I'm not going to watch Japan and Australia. So. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I'm out here on the West Coast. So it was an 8 o'clock game here, so I was able to watch the U.S. But, Number one, I'm really thankful the softball back in the Olympics. Why they got rid of it to begin with, I, I don't know. Well, it's stupid. And I yeah. think, but I think, I think the biggest reason they got rid of it is because it requires a long tournament, and that's why they started yesterday, even though the opening ceremonies right. aren't until right. Friday. Yeah. Right. Same thing as yeah. Same thing with soccer. You know, they always start early and finish at the yeah. end. And the, uh, well, the yeah. U.S. didn't do so good in that. They didn't. Uh, we, they got yeah, beat three to nothing. About, we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> They'll bounce back, though. But anyway, uh, second thing I'm thankful for about softball is it's awesome seeing the three Gators out there on the on the field as starters. Um, it just kind of you know brings back all the great memories of when they, when they played. At, yeah, Michelle Moultrie got the first RBI for the she, oh, That's good. For the US. Yeah, she did. She she got she got the first run in for him. Yeah, and then uh, but. So when you do get the opportunity to watch it, I do have a problem with the way they're doing it. They're literally playing on a baseball field. Yes, they are. I noticed that. Yeah, I mean, because I watched a little bit of that. Was that was so that was so NCAA ish? Yeah. Let's (laughs) let's just reduce the women's sport to some crap. Just shove them off to somewhere else. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, it it really is embarrassing. I mean, you know, couldn't have a proper stadium. Number one, number two, artificial turf, and the way the stadium, the way the, the you know everything is configured, the players, if they're in the dugout, you know, you know, getting a break from the heat, they're they're miles away from the action. I mean, I, it just like I, I was just, 
gobsmacked by by what I was seeing. So anyway, that's well, I'll be interested because uh, Aubrey Monroe may come on our show when she gets back because I've talked to her about uh, possibly doing that. I'm I'll be curious to find out what it was like for her. She'd be a great guest. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I just want to make a comment about that. But uh, anyway, off to a good start for for the USA, and uh, we'll we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Yep, one two nothing. Their first game. Let's take a break. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. We'll do that. But I'm <laughs> trying to come. I'm trying to do something here. Uh, we'll do that, and we'll come back. We got a lot to talk about continuing through the day, including why we should never call Dion Dion. All those things and more when we return. Pat Dooley and Robbie Andrew on the tailgate, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Jeff Cardozo here. We all strive for quality in the things we do. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. So now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for the past three decades from the crew at Quality Plumbing. Now you can spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. And they've been doing it a long time. The original Quality Plumber since 1985. Quality Plumbing, their name says it all. Well, it's about time for the Gators to take the football field and finally time to get that Gator gear on again. Now, you've probably got the shirts, the tanks, the tees, and the hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But one visit to Oaks Jewelry will get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry, the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch. All the compliments you're going to get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. Proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is a one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. So check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
We'll still have the chance for a passing downpour or thunderstorm through the evening. Those should die off from west to east. Overnight, sky starting off cloudy, turning partly cloudy by the morning. Humidity is going to stay in place, and that is going to limit lows from falling too much. In the morning, they'll only be in the mid-70s. We'll have a mixture of clouds and sun tomorrow. Heat indices in the lower 100s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. But what you saw with Giannis last night is he got better and better and better. But inside he's so slithery, unguardable. And Giannis down low against Aiton, who's a pretty good defender, but even when they're trying to double team, he was just wonderful. Plus, you can't help but root for him. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Florida Gators head coach Dan Mullen, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, what, what, what lady what? Hey, <laughs> she looked like. Yeah, she didn't. She looked want, at like you, like you had two heads or something. Well, what she happened? didn't want that memory of working. I guess so. not. By the way, tomorrow, speaking of the sun, uh, Robbie will be in here, and so will Arnold Feliciano, who joined us a couple weeks ago. Our old boss. Our old boss. Our former he, boss. He's not that old. He's old, and he's former. getting old. Yeah. Yeah. So we look forward to having him in here. By the way, we mentioned earlier a uh, Florida player had left. Uh, Samson roots and said, Big Man Lady Flavin Lang. <laughs> I have no idea how to say his name. Roots and Nevis. Nevis Something Fev, like that. Flev. Lang. Spell, spell it, Pat. R U Z H E N T S E V. He's going to play in Serbia. Good so does that count as losing a player to the transfer portal? No. <laughs> He's actually going to get paid. It's losing a player that never made a shot in his life when he was here. Well, he scored eight points against Kentucky in a 30-point loss. So He did? No. All uh, I remember is every time he had an open look, he clanged it. No, I I had, I'd never thought anything good about him as a player. Doesn't mean he wouldn't have progressed, but he's taken the Christian Dreyer route. Uh, remember, that Christian was Dreyer buzz. was the most unbelievable I mean, you would watch this guy in practice, and he this is when we go to practice. Well, yeah, he was he looked great. He was unbelievable. And then he'd get in the games, he wouldn't be as good. And then I, I just remember the game against Michigan State. He was part of the problem um, when Florida got destroyed by them. And then in the middle of the season, they're going to Georgia, and we get the news, he's signed with a team in yeah. Denmark. Well, I remember when they signed him, that was a huge deal. It was a big deal? A huge deal. Yeah. All right, so anyway, there's the news. I don't think it's a big deal by any means, and uh, gives them another scholarship yeah. that's open. Let's go to the phones and get Gator Mike. What's up, Gator Mike? All right, lots to talk about, so I'll try and go quick. First off, Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC, pass, pass. I don't want these Big 12 teams coming in here unless we're going to trade. Like, the Big 12 gets Missouri and Vanderbilt. And we get Oklahoma and Texas. They, they I'd, be, take those I'd teams, be all so. for that right now. I would too. Yeah. Because here's the thing: if the Memphis Grizzlies can be in the Western Conference in the NBA, Vanderbilt could go to the Big Twelve. All right, <laughs> it, it, it's not that hard. 
My God, uh, the, the, the culture shock of Vanderbilt in the Big 12 would be unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that would be funny seeing, like, Vanderbilt Stadium filled to the brim with, like, Kansas State fans. <laughs> that would be. So, anyway, uh, yeah, not a fan of that. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could get the TV ratings in Oklahoma, but they already have the Texas with Texas A&M, so who knows. Um, so last night, obviously, NBA Finals, I didn't – I'm still trying to get over what Giannis just did. Because, like, I don't – guys from, like, the entire turn of the – that hasn't been really done what he did since the turn of the century with all, like, the 50-point games, winning all those awards. Is for, and he's 26. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm i still trying to wrap my head around how great he was. Yeah, and he made his free throws, too. Yeah, well, that was – that's night. why that he got big. to 50. It's because yeah. he made 17 out of 18. Um, and hopefully that's a sign for him of uh, finally figuring it out there. But yeah. um, instead of airballing him, but look, the guy is such a unique talent. I don't know that. Look, I, I've seen better players, and I know that a lot of people were talking about is he now the face of the NBA and all this stuff, whatever. But I've seen better players than him, but I've never seen anybody like him. Yeah, he's totally different. Totally different animal. I, that long. That skilled, I've never seen anybody like him. And when, when they needed a basket, he's always gonna he comes through every time. Yeah, and they they were miserable in the second quarter, but he kind of kept them to where they're manageable, getting to the half. And they've got so. a big three, and I think they'll keep them together with Middleton and Holiday. And and again, Holiday was four for what nineteen last. Yeah, he night? didn't shoot Holiday well at all. Terribly, but he does play defense. Yeah, the other thing I think one of the narratives going into the series was Chris Paul's leadership. I don't want to hear that anymore because if you're a great leader, there's no reason Aiton and Booker are looking like, no, no pun intended, deer in the headlights in an elimination game. I mean, Aiton was just running around out there. Frank Kaminsky was playing better than him. So, uh, yeah, I didn't. I was. I, I've been impressed with Aiton all year, but I certainly wasn't last night. He didn't yeah. show me much, and I, I don't know. They, they need to get another big man. You know, they need to have one more big man if they're going to... Well, they do. They have Sarge, but he tore his ACL in game two. Yeah, so that's... So, that hurt him, definitely. They, that's what they don't have right now. And Look, we'll see what goes on next year, but uh, I, I enjoyed the NBA playoffs. I, I really did. I enjoyed I, the finals. That, that yeah, was an amazing, good. amazing crowd outside the arena last night. It was huge. Yeah, yeah. well, they're all, like, coming down with the uh, Delta variant, so <laughs> said to deal with that. Yeah. Um, one other thing, I've heard a lot of fans complaining. I'm pretty active on Twitter, but they're all complaining about what Mullen said about the defense last year. What do you want him to say? Like, if they ask, like, oh, how do you bounce back for a down year in the defense last year or whatever? Yeah, the defense sucked. Grantham couldn't court. Like, what is he supposed to say in that situation? I, I feel like everybody was blowing up for literally no reason, which, you know, that happens like every other day on Gator Twitter. It well, does, it? and I and I think what what the Gator fans want him to say is, uh, look, it, it it was a typo that I kept Todd Grantham. I didn't really keep him. I, he's terrible. <laughs> I don't know how, which one. And, and I I think the bottom line is, you know, they have looked at play by play of this defense, and in their opinion, where everybody nobody was good on defense last year. We all understand that, and with their opinion, it was just some guys make not making plays. And look, I don't necessarily agree with what they're saying, 
I agree with you, Gator Mike. That what else is he gonna say? He kept the head coach or the uh, yeah head, the coach of the defense. He's the coordinator that the NFL wanted the year before. Yeah. So so yeah. my thing is, let's see if this all gets way better this year, and then you can make a move. Yeah, normal year. Let's do a normal year and see what happens. Well, the defense will be way better because it can't get a ton worse. It can't get any worse. Oh, There's no it, way to get worse. If, statistically, I, think. I think it's impossible to get worse. Yeah. I remember I saw this stat where, like, in the Texas A&M game, uh, you know, every time you start a drive, you could gain a certain number of yards, right? So if you start on the 16-yard line, you could gain 84 yards on that drive. And our defense, like, only stopped them from gaining, like, 40 yards. Like, of yeah. all the possible yards they could have gained and like, a bunch of them were like the end of the half. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like the opener against Ole Miss. You're like, well, that's Kiffin. You know, he's so good. But then it was that every and week. And then it was like, yeah, every week. And you're just kind of like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. But, I mean, they also were 8-1 going into the end of the season. And uh, they didn't lose the FSU or the LSU game because just because of defense. They they didn't do a yeah. lot of things. Overall. A lot of turnovers. Two quick things, and then I'll uh, leave. For some re- I'm a big Red Sox fan. Um, for some reason, Toronto is a minus 203 money line betting favorite tonight. So I guess we're going to lose. I don't know why that is. Um, or you could just bet on the, the Red Sox and make money. Red Sox are plus 187. I don't know. I don't really bet. I just saw that on ESPN and thought it was a typo. Uh, apparently not. And then the other thing is, Robbie, I hate to break this to you, but um, I think the Alabama-Miami game is going to come down to the final seconds, and Miami's going to score a touchdown with three seconds left to make it 49-17 final. So uh, so you're I, saying I'm going to lose my bet to Dooley. <laughs> I think you are. I think Miami's going to get absolutely destroyed, which will be good for us because then all the media hype is going to be like, oh, Bryce oh. Young is so good. Alabama's back. Blah, that blah, would, blah, that blah. would help Florida if, if that happened. You're right. Yeah, I'll be rooting or for him, or what if Bryce Young's terrible and now they're starting to wonder if he should be their starter in the third game? They go, well, we may pull him. You know, I mean, yeah. you never know what. Like I, I have a saying. It's kind of a commandment, really. Every game is its own game. Don't worry about what happened the game before. Because look at what LSU came into Gainesville with. Yeah, they were a three and five record. A, a team in the in the poop. Guys, they couldn't missing. go to a bowl game. Guys that opted out, yeah, and they beat Florida. So every game's its own game. Todd Grantham called a quarter blitz and a cover two with nobody on the right side of the field. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That was my favorite play of that game. Anyway, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks okay, for the thanks, thanks, Gator Mike. Uh, yeah, well, maybe he didn't call that. Maybe that's what they ran. Yeah, and I always look at that. We always think we know. And I'm not trying to defend coaches in any way. But we always think we know, oh, I can't believe he ran that play. I can't believe he did that. Well, maybe he didn't call that. Could have been a blown assignment. But again, that goes back to coaching. So in the the end, that you get kind of uh, ripped for for doing stuff like that. Let's get one more in before we go to break. Matt's up. What's going on, Matt? Hey, guys. That was a good phone call. I like listening to Gator Mike. Um I'm I'm excited about football, but not because of SEC media days. I know you guys are in the media forever, but the coach speak is we're not now. Make, it, it's nauseating. It really is. Speak. Believe me, it was pretty bad. I mean, it, it, Mike it, Leach it, was okay today. He was kind of funny. 
I want talked about the coup d'etat. But I'm all that honest. Uh, you want honesty, but you're not going to get it. And Dan Mullen, he, he's our coach, but man, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, his whole coaching staff is are a bunch of his buddies. Somebody, somebody said it's like an Adam Sandler movie. Like he just has all his buddies in his movies, and the movie. Well, that was certainly the case with with uh, Jim McElwain, and that was part of their problem. That definitely was. Jim McElwain did hire all his buddies and the guys who wanted to go drinking with him afterwards, and including a strength coach. And uh, I don't know that it's his buddies. Um, I mean, you mean I, I me love John. You you mean to tell me that John Hevesy really deserves to still be on that coaching staff? Yeah, I mean they I were mean, one of the best no. offenses in the country last year. Yeah, how do you? You're right. He he can't. He he refuses to recruit. And I mean, has he really developed? I mean, you're losing players left and right. You're. I mean, recruiting is just. I don't know. I, well, I don't he's. Know that. I mean, I, you I, can't blame the offensive line coach for recruiting um, when you're not getting a single offensive lineman. Well, they. I mean, he's he's awful. He's awful. He always has been. And I mean, you see, if and Delance is going to run out there, you know, he's going to be out there. And you mean to tell me you don't have anybody behind him? It's just, I don't know, man. I, uh, Look, I'm 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 going to be pulling poor as hard. You're, as I, can, I don't know. You're you sound very anti-gator to me. I think you're giving up. Uh, okay, call me a idiot, Pat. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm just saying that. I didn't Mullen, say that. Yeah, Mullen, <laughs> he's got to make some changes. And you know, it's, well, he did. He fired not, two guys. Not, off he his fired the big prop secondary, guys. Yeah. Yes, he did do that, and that props to him for doing that. But look, you would think after three years of going to three straight New Year's Six Bowls that you would gain momentum. We have lost momentum when it comes to recruiting. Now, I heard what he said yesterday or whenever, Monday, he was talking about, you know, I don't know who rates him, which is ridiculous. I mean, don't say that. You're just making yourself sound foolish when you say that. But we're going backwards when it comes to recruiting, and he has to – make a decision, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to step up and actually get some people that can recruit, or are you just going to try to develop everybody? Florida's not we, – we shouldn't be developing people over four years. And the way that this game's going, you can't. We've got to get in there for some of these recruits. Talk to you guys later. Well, you know what? You know what would help recruiting? Not having a bunch of negative fans all the time <laughs> talking about how crappy they are in recruiting. No, I, I just – I think that um... – I don't disagree with Dan in terms of, like, he could look at a three-star and it actually was a four-star, and the guy ends up being a five-star. Yeah, you're going to trust Dan or some fat guy in his basement rating these guys. But I will say this. I mean, Florida needs to step it up a little bit. There's no question about it. And, And when you see over and over again guys coming out with their list, here's my final four, and they're like five star guys, and Florida's not one of them. And uh, now with this year, it seems like there's a lot more, but they've got to close. If they can close on some of these guys, I think people will shut up about that. Um, they will, and they've they've got the facilities now. They're going to have that with the standalone. I, that, that is, look, if in two years and they've had the standalone uh, football facility and they aren't recruiting well, I will be the first guy to say this guy can't recruit. I'll I'll be right. Yeah, there and if with they you. beat Alabama this year and they can't recruit after that, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. 
All right, we got to get a break in. Hold on there, Lee. Hold on there, Eddie. We'll be with you as soon as we come back. You're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Eli Macaron. And a good afternoon it was for the Tampa Bay Rays. Austin Meadows lined a two-out, two-strike fastball to right center field in the bottom of the ninth to lift the Rays over the Baltimore Orioles. Tampa Bay improves to 57-39 and is now only a half a game behind the first-place Red Sox. They'll start a weekend series with the Cleveland Indians tomorrow night with Josh Fleming as a projected starter. In 2020 Olympic news, the United States women's national team lost 3-0 in an upset to Sweden. They look to get into the win column Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. against New Zealand. In college football, SEC Media Days continue today with Nick Saban, Mike Leach, Clark Lee, and Jimbo Fisher speaking with the media. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Eli Macron. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Broadcasting live from the Anajar and Levine Studios. Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in North Central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there. And the repair services are as fast as my fastball was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong with my new train variable speed system the temperature has evened up throughout the house there is much lower humidity and the unit is even generator friendly if need be so if you need your ac unit looked at call crystal air at 333-0460 because they aren't comfortable until you are it's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs, and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. With all the new people moving here recently, we thought it'd be a good idea to explain International Diamond Center. If you've lived here a while, you already know this, so bear with us. International Diamond Center, also known as IDC, is not an ordinary jewelry store. It was started decades ago by a major East Coast diamond supplier, Keith LeClaire. Keith had international connections with diamond cutters and would sell diamonds to upscale jewelry stores. Then he decided to start selling direct to the public at prices that undercut traditional jewelers in a big way. This no-middleman approach caught on big, and now IDC is one of the largest and most successful jewelers in America, still providing exceptional quality and astonishing value. So if you've just moved here from New York or California or wherever, know that IDC is the area's go-to place for diamonds, fine designer jewelry, and Swiss timepieces. Just be prepared to be a little shocked when you see how great our values are, especially compared to where you came from. International Diamond Center, just another great reason you made the move south. Get details, directions, store hours, and more at shopidc.com. 
Summer is here. Hi, this is Tom Collette from Electronics World. Are you ready to make your backyard an outdoor entertainment oasis for you, your family, and friends? Let our team at Electronics World assist you with that. We can outfit your outdoor space with Sunbright Outdoor TVs, outdoor sound systems from Yamaha, Sonance, and more, plus surveillance systems to keep an eye on everything, and smart control, too. Come visit us today at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. This is Florida Gator head coach Dan Mullen, and you're locked in to Gainesville's only home for the orange and blue, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, I'm going to do it, do it to you, sweet banana, like you've never been done. All right, there's a picture of your wife. Well, yep. you want to know what she was wearing? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm showing you. That's what, it's kind of a cliche thing we say to each other. Yeah. What's you? What are you wearing? You don't say that to me. I hope. No, but my wife's always like, "You've been drinking." <laughs> you know, clearly, I haven't. Okay, we're doing a radio show. Let's go to Lee and see what he's got for us. What's up, Lee? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, Ben, I got a question for you. Um, talking about that uh, Deion Sanders uh, walk off. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about that. And when y'all was doing y'all media days, how, how did you address the coaches? Do was it coach or by the first name? Or I just want to know. Uh, I'm gonna take it off there and listen. Sure, uh, that's a great question. I was gonna get to that. It, it, it was typical, Dion. Um, I'm not a big fan of his, but I somebody put together a montage of all the times that somebody's asked a question of Nick Saban. Today, said, it's the other day, or today? No, I'm just talking about oh. through the SEC media days. Yeah. And it was long. It was like a hundred of them. And it was like, Nick, can you talk about, you know. Everybody calls him Nick. They always have. And I, I mean, I I call Steve Spurrier Coach Steve, but yeah. that's my nickname for him. It doesn't mean I wouldn't call him Steve. Um, most people call him Orr that yeah. are good friends with him. Yeah, all his good friends name. call him Orr. Yeah, but nobody, you know, I, I've – I've called Ed Ogier on Ed. I've called uh, Jimbo Fisher Jimbo. I mean, I mean, I think he was way out of line doing that, especially when you're at a uh, minor conference media yeah. days. You know, I, I never called Urban Urban. I always called him Coach Meyer. Because after his first press conference, I went up to him afterwards. I said, what do you want us to call you, Coach or Urban or Coach Meyer? And he goes, Coach, Coach Meyer would be fine. Yeah. So I went with Coach whatever. Meyer the rest of the time. I don't care what you want me. I'm going to call you whatever I want. Yeah. Um, Dan, I call Dan Mullen Dan all the time. Yeah, I mean, everybody if I, does. If he calls me, I go, hey, Dan, what's up? Yeah, of course. I don't ever say Coach Mullen. It is Mullen. his name, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Your parents gave you that name. Yeah. You should be able to be called by it, and especially for him who, you know, I, I don't – I. But, yeah, how do you perceive that to be – Dion. Oh, yeah. How do you perceive that to be a lack of respect, though, if you... He's just an ass. I, I'm telling you. The guy's been an ass his whole career. And, and, and look, he, he played for my team, the Braves. And he I did still didn't like him. Yeah. But this is a reason that we have attendance rules in college is because of Deion Sanders. Because the bowl game he missed. He Well, right. he never would go to class. 
His junior year, he said, I'm not going to class. You don't have to go to class. So he didn't go to class, so they put a rule on but look, I, at, look at how much money he made after that without going to class. I'm not saying he hadn't made a lot of money. <laughs> I, know. I don't know why he feels a need to coach at Jackson State. Uh, and uh, good, But, I mean, I have no problem with it. Okay. Good for you. But By all accounts, he's doing to a good job. Walk out of a, well, he's okay. To walk out of a media day because somebody called you Dion instead of Coach Sanders. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. And say – but. Yeah, where he lost everybody is when they said you would never call uh, Nick Saban Nick. Well, it's all, everybody does. Most people do. And then I'm listening to Feinbaum and Cecil Hurt, who's a good friend of ours, and they say, well, I always call them Coach Bryant and Coach Saban. I go, well, that's that's your generation. Yeah. You know, but I, I mean, I'm from the same generation, and I always called him Nick. But Nick is not a kiss-my-ring kind of coach to me. No, he isn't. You know, yeah. He's never been come across that way to me. No, exactly. And uh, if if I was there right now, and uh, like I never called, can you imagine calling the coach at Oklahoma, Coach Stoops? I, that didn't even sound right. Yeah, I know. it's always Bobby. 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 It's all. It was always. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I'm not I, time Spurs. So we got too many Bobbies around here <laughs> with Bob Pruitt and Bob yeah. Bob Stoops. So it, it's just funny. Uh, I I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but it's. Dion esque. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. And I, maybe some people disagree with us on that. We're going to stick with it. Eddie, sorry we couldn't get to you this hour. We'll get to you to start the second hour. You're listening to the tailgate. We'll be right back with a second hour sponsored by Belden Law. They won't back down. The W251CG Gainesville. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney. Call 1 800 747 new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And why you can feel confident knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle backed by a local, reputable, hands on dealer. Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today and shop the area's largest pre owned selection. Nearly every make and model. And with prices starting at just $99.95. Everyone must pass a rigorous 170-point inspection. Many come with remaining factory warranties. And all are backed by Davis's three-day love-it-or-bring-it-back guarantee. Even dozens of GM-certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better-than-new-car warranties. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. So why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference? Get a fully inspected, like-new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevy. Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Earn more, save more, and do more with Radiant Credit Union's Visa Platinum Rewards Credit Card. You can sign up now to earn up to 7,500 bonus points, points you can use for gift cards, merchandise, travel, even cash back in your pocket. Plus, you receive a special six-month introductory rate for all your new purchases. There's never an annual fee, and you get Radiant Credit Union's exclusive dime-back rewards that earn you $0.10 back on every qualifying purchase. And with Radiant's instant issuance, you can have your new credit card in hand today, ready to use. 7,500 bonus points, a great low rate, no annual fee, and a dime back on your purchases? So what are you waiting for? Visit RadiantCU.org to apply today. Earn more, save more, and do more with Radiant Credit Union's Visa Platinum Rewards Credit Card. Standard rates apply after introductory period, subject to credit approval. Membership required. Radiant is federally insured by the NCUA. 
Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better. But if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to everyday life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on florida state's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all blue cross and blue shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see joe and the crew at titan mri they made sure to add them to their network with offices in gainesville and now lake city there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best titan mri Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Jeffrey, I hear that you are the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. That's right, Jeff, and we have partnered with all the teams that wear orange and blue. Whether you're at a baseball game, a volleyball match, or a gymnastic meet, Meldon Law will be there with you. And you can go to MeldonLaw.com to sign up to win free tickets and a dinner for four, courtesy of Meldon Law. Meldon Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome back. Second hour brought to you by Meldon Law. They won't back down. Here on a beautiful Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) I'm looking at my sheet. It says Tuesday. No, that was yesterday. Yeah. So eventually today we're going to get to our picks for the SEC. You said that yesterday. I know. We never got to it. We had so many great phone calls. And we'll take them all day today, too. 392-8255 if you want to get in and talk about whatever you might want to talk about, whether you think Deion Sanders was being an ass by, um, you know, uh, getting up from... It was a Zoom call, too. It wasn't actually a media day. But for all you to call, and you must address Pat as Coach Dooley from now on. <laughs> he is very upset that you call him Pat. Well, I'm gonna, I am gonna. actually have Matt Baker coming on in a couple of weeks on my podcast, and he always calls me Dooley. He does? And I'm going to go, wait a minute. But wait, everybody calls you Please Dooley. don't. No, they call me Pat. Nobody, the only people that call me Dooley were the... Were the uh, all the girls that I liked in high school because they just want to make sure that they knew that they didn't like me back. That so was, they called that me by my clear, last name. Yeah, yeah. What about Bianchi? Nobody calls B- Bianchi Mike. No, that's it, true. He's Bianchi. Even Jeremy would call him Bianchi. 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 You tell Bianchi. Um, but, you know, again. They, of course, we call him something else, something uncoiling. He <laughs> said... Uh, I saw Blake Topmeyer did a story about how many people asked questions of Nick, and it was 50-50, Nick and Coach Saban. Oh, yeah. 
The young probably have so a, a little reluctant to call him Nick. The young ones. <laughs> Nick. Hey, Nick. Where do you come on? Can you talk with your hands <laughs> a little bit more? Yeah, where do you call? Come off calling me Nick. I'm Coach Saban. He doesn't care what you call him. No, he doesn't. Call him national champion. That's all he cares about. Well, and again, this is where the the whole thing bothered me probably too much. Is here's Dion saying, you wouldn't call Nick Saban Nick. Well, show me the same respect. No. How about no? He's won seven national championships. You have 0.0. Yeah. You're at Jackson he's State. At. He's at Alabama. You were a great player. You won. You won an NFL champ. I don't know how many. How many NFLs did he? Won? I don't know. One or two, three, whatever he won. You're not as a coach in the category. You're not in the category of uh, uh, Kirby Smart. So why is he upset that somebody would call him by his name? I don't get it. I don't know. He's trying to set the parameters. But you know, now everybody's going to call him Dion. Oh, oh! There's no doubt. And there's you no backing and down. You don't have a set of cojones if you yeah. don't. Yeah. If you if, if you, you call him yeah. uh, Coach Prime, because um, that's what he wants to be called, Coach Prime. Yeah. Well, because that's his uh, thing on his. So now people go go out of their way to call him. Yeah. Dion. Uh, Dion. <laughs> is that with a Y? By the way, I I don't remember. I always had trouble spelling your version of Dion. Yeah. Could you spell Dion, it for me? Um, were you with the Belmonts? <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Pat. All right, let's get a call in. Byron will straighten us out on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we show a lot. You know, they say that they can't blind lead them or whatever it is. So, but, uh, Pat, I'll just say this. Man, I, I don't know what NBK – you know, I'm always Orlando, but that that's a lost story. And Miami did pretty good last year, so – you know, I even tried to say Atlanta. <clears throat> I went with New York for Steve and you guys, and, and well, well, Larry, and 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 then you know I, I was with Phoenix, and and wow, that guy. You picked a bunch uh, of losers. Johnny you know how to say. pick them, Byron. I'll say that. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just saying. You know how it's bandwagon fans, but I say, man, that that was a good finals, man. That and that 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 Anthony Cooper, uh, the Greek freak or whatever we want to call it. that guy was incredible. And just his passion, Pat. I will say, you see all his antics and the dancing and all that stuff. That that was it. See, if I would have won, that's why I enjoyed that last night. That's how goofy. If you enjoyed that, that's the way I would have been. All those muscle moves. Why do we do that? I don't know. But why do we sing "Amazing Grace" the way we do? But Pat, let me get on. Well, the wait a minute. Where are you saying that you would have been doing those muscle moves? Where would you have gotten the yeah. muscles? I would have did the hands up in the air like you just don't care move walking in the locker room looking <laughs> because that's I can see it now. Dance, but I, I was going to do it, you know. But but that was great. All right, we're going to start calling you Dion then. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, just stick with Eastside Byron and uh, Lance, I like Eastside. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to stick. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's me, man. You know, I'm I'm sick of this. Uh, uh, uh the Green Bay. I don't even want to say his name to give him no props, man. Everybody talking about Green Bay. He didn't even win the Super Bowl, you know, and the New York this and that and stuff, man. Hey, Pat, talk about Tampa. What has Miami got going on? The Dolphins, I mean. And, and really, what do you think Jacksonville can do this year, man? Dang all them other teams. Talk about Florida sometime, man. Who the Super Bowl champions? Who the champs, Pat? 
Who the champs? All right, thank you. Tampa Bay. The Bucks and the Bucks. The, the Bucks and the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You should yeah. be named the Bucks. Different kind of Bucks. Trying to think who's a Buccaneers in college. Is anybody East Carolina? No, no they're, they're the, the Pirates. Yeah. Arg. <laughs> I'm trying. You no, know, I don't know if there are uh, East Tennessee. Maybe. Maybe. maybe Is that the yeah. Buccaneers? Could be. They um, maybe win it all this year. Yeah, Bucks and the Bucks, and, and of course, it was nice to see somebody not in Tampa win a championship for once. I mean, it seems like it's been an incredible run. But uh, and now the Rays are doing good again. They are for Tampa, and uh, I, you know, my thing is, look, the Bucks. I, I, I have a feeling the Bucks will not be what they were last year. But remember, last year they weren't that good, and then all of a sudden they got great. Yeah, for the playoff run. They won all the all three games on the road, and then they got to come home for the championship game, which, which had, believe me, has no factor in in who won the game. I love how Brady has drawn the ire of the former president. I know <laughs> that well, was classic. I'm not even going to say his name. No, um, but look, the Dolphins are going to be a 500 team at best. I don't. But they are they they do seem to be building the right way though. Pat. Well, maybe they are. And, and I'm, what, I, we should ask Arnold about this tomorrow because he's a diehard yeah, Dolphin a, fan. I maybe he believes in Tua. I I love Tua coming out of college, but I think the guy's just gotten too many injuries. But I think you got to give him time. I think that they feel they can. We do for like a hundred yards a game last year, and yeah. they still had a good record. But rookie quarterbacks rarely start. I think so. he went six and three as a starter, and he never threw for over two hundred yards. So. He'll come along. He'll get better. Uh, so they, they've got a lot built around him. Jacksonville is going to be a struggle this year. Uh, the bottom line with them is they are um, you're rebuilding. You've got Trevor Lawrence. And which, a rookie quarterback. I mean, no matter how yeah. good he was in college, this is a whole different game. It is a whole different game. They weren't The one thing about Jacksonville last year, they weren't that far away from winning a bunch of games. Yeah, they were in they a lot of games. They easily have been an 8-8 eight eight team if they just had one more guy to do it so uh, and I believe Irvin is a great coach he could be the guy that gets them through those I think he can get him to like five and what what they got play play 17 now right but for them five and 12 for him to win nine games with a talent he had in his first year at Florida was amazing when you look back on it it was I mean they didn't have any receivers no in fact I was trying to think of the five guys he put wide on that one One of them was a walk-on one play against LSU who was that guy he was a uh, guy that's on the tip of my tongue. So he goes five wide against LSU, and this is when they realized they were not running the right offense. And they lose the game 21-17 with five, with five I know, turnovers. I know, And I remember Charlie calling me the next day, and he goes, Dooley, five turnovers. We couldn't win the game. I go, what do you want from me? I, I, the, I, that I, offensive performance was abysmal. It was terrible. But it was. Uh, Remember, Urban was so frustrated he cried. Kenneth Tooks was one of the. So they went five wide. Kenneth Tooks. Caldwell was hurt. He was out. Yeah. I don't even remember who the five guys were. It was a white walk on, was one of them. He was a slot receiver. Well, why do you say white? You don't he's see, white. You don't see white and black? Well, no, I'm just see saying. White he, and black is he's different. A, he's a walk on that wasn't any good and he shouldn't have been in the game. Because he was white? Is that no, what that's not it. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to remember him too. We had to look at the play-by-play during yeah. the break, okay, to find out who it was because it was, uh, but it was nobody. You're right. Caldwell got hurt in the first game of the year, didn't he? 
Second game? I, thought he, I think he got hurt against Tennessee. Tennessee. Game. Yeah, Tennessee yeah. game. So you had those, those guys, and that's when he cried after the game and then came back and said, we got to change everything. So they brought in Billy Latsko, and they brought in uh, – Did that open date? Tight end, Tate Casey, and those guys, and, and changed it all up and, and certainly had great success after that going down the stretch. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Robbie and I are going to make our picks for the SEC. We didn't do it yesterday. We were going to do it, but we had so many phone calls. Today, a little bit light on the phone calls. We got a lot in the first hour, but that's fine. Good calls, then. Yeah, they were great calls. We have plenty to talk about in the second hour, so we'll pick our SEC. And believe me, take it to the bank. These are going to be correct. Mine are. Robbie's are going to be off a little bit. So we'll just do, a little bit. I'll take that. Yeah. When we <laughs> come back here on the tailgate, ESPN ninety eight one FM and eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Chase Anschultz. The Tampa Bay Rays defeated the Baltimore Orioles in a thrilling come-from-behind walk-off 5-4 victory this afternoon. The Rays are now just a half-game back of the Red Sox for first place in the AL East. In Olympics news, the U.S. women's soccer team lost its first match in 44 games today. It was a 3-0 upset loss to Sweden, and the next game for the U.S. women will be against New Zealand on July 24th. In college football, SEC media days continue today. Alabama head coach Nick Saban, Vandy head coach Clark Lee, Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach, and Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher were all at the podium today in Hoover. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Chase Ann Schultz. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that sight is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all. Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper here with the best news yet of 2021. The salad bar is back, baby. Woo! It's been gone for a year, but starting June 1st, the salad bar is back and better than ever. All right, it'll be exactly the same, but you know what I'm talking about. We're going to eat like it's 2019. Our staff is vaccinated, the dining room's at full capacity, and we're excited to get back to business. I know you love Leonardo, so please dine in, call for pickup, order online, or get delivery from 352delivery.com. And as always, don't forget the tailgate 10. 
There's lots of unknowns going on in the world right now, and while we all sit back and try to sort things out, Oaks Jewelry wants to let you know that if you need some help, they are there if needed. Now, we already know that if you need any fine jewelry or engagement rings, there's no other place to go. But they also offer layaway services and short-term loans, and they'll even buy that gold that's been just laying around the house for years. So why not get something for it? With tons of certified diamonds, gemstones, and designer items, Oaks Jewelry has a wide variety of whatever you might be looking for at a price range for every budget. Check out all their inventory online at oaksjewelry.com. Hey, this is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with Jeffrey Meldon. Hey, Jeffrey, I heard that you were the place to go to for Gator Athletic Ticket Contest Giveaways. That's right, Jeff. Meldon Law is your hookup for Gator gymnastics, volleyball, softball, and baseball tickets. Go to MeldonLaw.com and enter for your chance to win. Meldon Law, the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and South Florida. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we are back. We were just kind of looking up the 2005 Florida LSU game, which was not a good game for the Mighty Gators. No passing game at all. No. Chris Leak threw for 107 yards. God. And a lot of it was because they just had a bad offense. They didn't come up with a good offensive plan. You it was totally it. discombobulated. The, the receiver you were trying to think of was Kyle Morgan. Yeah. Um, and I'm nothing against Kyle. No, Morgan. he's a hardworking yeah. guy and a great special teams player. But but they had they had guys like Chad Jackson and Dallas Baker, Kenneth Tooks, Cornelius, Cornelius. But you didn't go five wide with that that group. Mm-hmm. You you, just, you went two wide, and uh, they finally had to figure it out. This is a great quote going back to that game from uh, Marcus Thomas, who later would test positive again for marijuana and get kicked off the team. <laughs> Coach was saying that if we had six more people that was in with us, then we would have come out with a victory. We have a couple of people on the boat, but not everybody. See, he was in the boat and then jumped out. Well, I think what he did, remember, he went to, um, he went to like, uh, what's that thing they call down in Orlando for on, the, on, on uh, Halloween? Halloween Horror Nights. Uh. He went there, and he wasn't supposed to leave town. There was a deal. Oh, he, he did? he did. That's when he got because remember we were at Vandy, so it might have been a year a year later. We're at Vandy. I'm trying to do the math on Vandy when they played Vandy on what years, and all of a sudden we find out Marcus Thomas is off the team. And see now, there's another thing about recruiting. What was he a five star guy? Can't miss prospect. He's a good player. Yeah, he just couldn't. He was solid. Couldn't straighten himself out. Uh, and he played in the NFL. That was that a big Zook recruit. Yeah, it was. But uh, that team was uh, was an interesting team, and they still, as you said, won nine games. Let's get a few calls in here. Steven's up. What's up, Steven? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to talk a little bit about this Dion thing. Um, and I'm a Gator homer, and I hate FSU. Uh, 
and hated him when he was there. Um, I used to work with a guy for many years whose sister married him, and I actually met him for a short period of time. Didn't really get the chance to talk to him, but uh, in in my opinion, um, I don't think there was a better cover guy in in, in pro football and ever has been. I know the knock was he didn't like to tackle. And, no, he and hated to tackle. Yeah, <laughs> but he was a great. You're right. He was great punt returner too. Great punt returner. If yeah. if he got an interception, he would no. There was a best player with a ball in his hands, maybe in the history. Oh, no, he NFL. was he was special. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know there's been a lot of great cornerbacks, and you know, Champ Bailey, and the list goes on and on and on. But um, I watched the game many years ago, and I don't have your memory, Pat. So uh, you know, it's probably not correct. But I think it was against Atlanta and. Whoever he was covering um, beat him and scored a touchdown. Well, that was the last catch, the last pass he caught. He, he was just blanket. He didn't catch another pass. And, in fact, Dion intercepted one. I don't know if it was to him or whoever, and was running down the sideline in front of uh, the Atlanta bench just smiling and, 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 and not waving, which I – Probably wouldn't been a, a penalty then, but it is now. No, it definitely um, it wasn't then, yeah. Yeah, and went on in the score. And I think if, as much as hate said because he played for FSU, and of course uh, we know we know about the the rules of going to school based on him. But uh, I uh, honestly think there's never been a better corner, a cover corner, than him. I wouldn't argue with you. I, I he was as good as I've ever seen. Yeah, he he may. Have- he was one of the greatest. I remember players. Florida punting to him, and I was like, "Why are you punting?" Yeah, don't to him do that. At all. <laughs> he was so good. Um, he was so electric and fluid. I just, you know, I mean, I, I think this is just a typical of the, the whole persona, though, of him is that it's all about me. But to compare yourself to Nick Saban as a coach, please, you won. Oh, how? Yeah. You you've had you've been a head coach for one year at a low level Division one team and you went four and three. Yeah, I think that it, Pat his the prime times his brand name, so I think he wants that out there soon. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, then I, you yeah. would just say that, hey, if if you don't mind, please call me Prime Time or Coach Prime. That's fine, but to walk out of an interview because you didn't refer to you and and to say that you you should give me the respect you give Nick Saban is just a stupid thing to say. And I and I agree with all of that. Um, uh, and, and maybe you know maybe some of this will help him with his recruiting. I mean, good gosh, he sure needs it. But uh, but yeah, I just want to say that uh, once again, I, I don't I don't think there's ever been a better cover. No, I, I I would not disagree with you there. Yeah, but, I mean, the, made the greatest in college history, really. When you look back at it, remember last well, remember last year when he said he, all his stuff got stolen from the locker room and they found out. No, yeah, it really did. Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> all right, well, thank thank you guys. Yeah, hey, call. Look, it's easy to be anti Dion because yeah. you know he I makes mean, it easy. Yeah, he does. And uh, but when he was hey when he was playing for the and here's another reason I can't like Dion. He's the one who brought that stupid Seminole chop to the he Braves. Did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he started playing for them, oh, they, he started doing it, and that's when it started happening. Do they still do that? They still do it, and it's nauseating as hell. Let's go. And you're to, a Braves fan, <laughs> I know. Let's go to uh, your favorite caller, Tennessee Mike. What's up, Tennessee Mike? 
Hey, guys, a lot of content for a slow uh, July day, isn't there? A lot of stuff going on. Crazy, yeah. Hey, um, first off, guys, uh, hope Bobby Bowden lives a lot longer, but I'll sign on the dotted line for 92 right now. I, don't, I mean, that's a, that's a good long life. I would, Hopefully. too. Yeah, so. Um, and you know one thing on that real quickly, guys? I guess I was, you know, probably – I didn't really care, but pro Bowden, I guess. But I, I always thought it was a really nice mouse trap. And I'm sure you all will agree with me on this. FSU hangs out, beats up on a bunch of bums – while Florida and the rest of the SEC beats up on each other and shows up in the big game. Pretty pretty, pretty smart strategy if you back off and think about it. Yeah, it worked. I, it definitely and, worked. And they, they had a chance to join the SEC and decided not to. And that, that's why I wonder why Texas and Oklahoma, even though they've apparently inquired about joining the SEC, why you would want to submit to that, you know, where you're going to have to play. All right, so here's your schedule. You get Alabama, then you get LSU – then you get to play Auburn, then Texas you get Florida, A&M. then you get Texas A&M, <laughs> then you get Georgia. I wouldn't want to play that. I, I mean, instead of playing uh, Kansas. and But if you're a player, yeah. you would want to play that. Yeah. And I the finances it, will be better if, you, yeah. if they do that. Yeah. Oh, I want to get to that next here, guys. If you stop and think about it, the ACC didn't have a championship game forever, so I guess a lot of those years um, at Florida, Florida State, Bobby Bowden was sitting there looking at a bye, right? I mean, you, there was no ACC championship game. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when they started it, um, but it doesn't seem like it was that long. But it certainly I, – I had Spurrier on my podcast Monday, and he was talking about how that was a hard thing for him is how do I get my team up for this game, then get them up yeah. for the – and in his mind, it was more important to get them up for the SEC yeah. well, championship In that game. first year, Pat, in 92, they shut it down in the second half of the FSC game. Yeah, he game. pulled uh, Shane, Shane after, yeah. out of the game. Went with Terry Dean the rest of the way. To get up, to get ready for Alabama, and they played a lot better in that game. And they won. Yeah. Uh, they almost won. The game. Almost won it, yeah. And of course, what Bowden was what eight and five against Spurrier, I think. Uh, well, there was a tie well, there. Spurrier never yeah. beat him in Tallahassee, so yeah. The choke it, yeah, the choke it, dope. Choke it, dope, ninety four. Yeah, yeah, eight and five and one or something like that. Hey guys, uh, on quickly to expansion here. I, um, if Texas A&M wants in the league, I think if you're Sankey, you get on a plane and you meet them out there at uh, Jerry World and you sign tonight, right? I would think so. I mean, I, I, I definitely would. Yeah, uh, and I would think Oklahoma would be the same way. Uh, but now you got to figure out what you're going to do. Are you going to uh, put them both in the West, move two teams over to the East? But you have to that them to up, me probably. is the least of their problems. Yeah, yeah. Just get them on board, then worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Sign them up and figure. Yeah. The other thing is, the you have so much money coming in. You almost have to. Again, the TV contracts are written, and this is why. I'm I'm a big believer we won't see a, a 12 team tape playoff until 2025. The TV contracts are are in stone and um even with the SEC and all the the deals they have um uh, you can't just say oh let's start all over again. The networks don't have to do that. They can get you playing Arkansas, I mean uh, Oklahoma and Texas for if free. You bring them in. Yeah, Pat. If you bring them in, you probably go straight NFL and you break it into four team mini divisions like NFC South, NFC West, blah blah blah. But uh, the only way I would see is Texas is so used to being having their butt kissed and the Longhorn Network, and they think they're Notre Dame and this and that. I think you'd have to give them a good long speech and say, "Hey guys, we don't care how long your uh, appendage is. You're you're just another member." I think you'd have to give them that speech. Yeah, I'm curious why Texas is even interested. They may feel like the Big Twelve is. Just a dying league. Uh, is that Longhorn Network doing anything at all? It's not doing very well. I didn't yeah. think so. Yeah. 
you know, if you're out there in Texas and you look at the way the SEC does business and the SEC media days and all the SEC network, I mean, you'd have to be jealous and not want to be involved. And maybe you go ahead and give FSU and Miami a call while you're at it. But I simply think, I don't know if I'd let that linger two weeks if I was Sankey. If you, get, if you know Texas wants in, I think you probably need to do that today or tomorrow. Well, I mean, again, we don't the, – the story – uh, is that they have inquired about it, and uh, that's all we really know right now. Uh, and I'm sure th- those conversations take place all the time and sometimes do not become public. Now, usually when they become public, it's because the school wants it to become public. Yeah, get and a little they, momentum going yeah, for, for They it. want people to know about it. But you know Sankey's yeah. got to like the idea of these two great football powers coming to him. Yeah. You and know. with Emmert saying, you know, boys, it's all in your lap, and go ahead and form your super conference. Maybe they're thinking NIL and all this new wild world we're in. Maybe they're thinking it's time to go ahead and do that. Yeah. And I'm done Could here, be. guys. One last thing for you, Pat. I, I recommended a John Adams article to you yesterday, Pat. I don't know if you scanned it or not. It was about Florida and Mullen. He's on fire. He's got another great article today. So I'd encourage you to read the – both of you guys know John. I'd encourage you all to read both of John Adams' most recent columns, and you all hang in there. All right, John's a good friend. Well, the very good friend. I did not read it. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. I wasn't trying that hard, though, to be honest with you. I, I love John Adams, and um, I saw him today on SEC Media Day. I saw him yesterday. On yeah. It doesn't look like there's a lot of people there, though. No. It? Let's get one more call in before we go to our picks for the SEC. Jeff is up. What's up, Jeff? Gentlemen, I always uh, follow the uh, Cosby Cattleman. Um, which is a hard thing to do, but I'll, I'll hang in there. Hang, yeah, to, yeah. That's what you got to do is just hang in, <laughs> get it done. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, the Cosby Cattleman mentioned that, uh, I think he said that uh, um, Spurrier was 5-8-1 uh, and one against Bowden. But you know what? Uh, did y'all realize that Bowden had a losing record versus Florida? He was uh, overall, was yeah. Seven, yeah, he was 17-12-1. and one. And then Urban Meyer moved in town and took care and of business. Seventeen, eighteen, and one, and so the uh, so Bowden, who was one of the greatest coaches of all time, actually lost to Florida more than he won. Well, I remember in, in 1980 when Florida lost tough game, seventeen, thirteen, up there, yeah, up in up controversial there. fumble that wasn't called. Remember and, that? Yeah, yes. and Charlie remember Pell, that. Charlie Pell went in the locker room and told the team, "We're never losing these guys again," and then they went like. I don't know, seven years before yeah. they lost again to him. Seven. Yeah, it's, uh, I still remember Charlie Bell whenever. I'm going to buy the best players. And We're he never going to lose to him. <laughs> he did. Charlie was, was terrific. Yeah, I remember uh, Charlie on his, uh, his Charlie Pell show, that 30-minute show that we used to watch back in the old days. After the uh, Auburn game in 1981, I think it might have been, um, he um, was it Brian Clark that kicked that field goal at the end. It was fourteen to twelve, and he kicked it. And it went inside the uprights, and then the, the officials waved it off. And we ended up losing fourteen twelve. That was so at Auburn. Like, yeah, it was at Auburn. Yeah, I remember that game. And, and, uh, and the next day on the Charlie Pell show, he said like, and he took a he took yeah. a magic marker and he drew. Like uh, from the goalposts goal up, and he he showed the ball going inside the goalposts um, on his on his show, and said like you know this, we should have won fifteen fourteen, um, but uh, well he yeah and look he he probably got some bad calls because people did not 
appreciate him in the SEC. Right, that's true. I think that was the same game that uh, remember that somebody fumbled and it uh, like was laying on an offensive lineman's back and Tony Lilly grabbed it and ran all the yes, way for a touchdown. I do remember, I remember that. that. I remember. And that. they said it was a dead ball, which was not true. Was if the fumble. ball didn't touch the ball, the ground, yeah. it was a live ball. And it was a bad call. Yeah, so they got beat on that. Florida got a lot of those against And then they had the Neil Anderson. Uh, uh, Where he crossed the goal line, they crossed, said he fumbled. They said he fumbled right before he crossed the goal line. Touch oh, I remember that. Video that replay. Was, that was 83. Yeah. 83 game, exactly, Robbie. And that before was, that, that was guy got the, before the Auburn player died working out, what was his name? I don't know. And like, yeah, uh, oh, I remember that. Uh, and there are yeah, T-shirts uh, down here saying "We don't kill our players" or something like that. What are you talking? They got about? Auburn all fired up for that Air, game. Yeah, so you asked Austin, uh, or no? It's the, the Auburn that, player. Oh, you're yeah, making yeah, that. No, yeah, I'm not. I, rem- I was there. I was listening to Pellet. So basically, what what uh, Jeff is saying is that Auburn cheated all those years. No, that, that just that Florida got bad calls. Well, and they did. The SEC cheated. Yeah. Well, every t- every time we went to Auburn, it seemed like we got kind of ripped off, um, but uh, kind of evened up a little bit at Florida Field, fortunately. But uh, it, um, but it was kind of, um, you know, one of those things where you know you just never never knew what you're going to get at Auburn, and you know a lot of Gator fans are are still ruining the fact that we can't play Auburn. Every other year in in Auburn, uh, but uh, it didn't bother me at all because because I knew that we were going to get ripped off every time we went up there. That was always a great road trip though, because you could drive to it and the yeah the atmosphere. But was you always know when good. you think about it, I mean Florida really struggled not only before we started covering him, but look at Meyer lost to him yeah, twice. The, he lost that that. Uh, Oh six games, the only game they lost all year. Oh yeah, Pat, remember that? That was another one. And Robbie, you probably remember they claimed that that uh, Chris Leak uh, fumbled and he actually threw the ball down the field about fifteen yards. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, maybe there's something in the water that they they feed the referees and they. Well, there's a there was the the replay guy was a guy named Al Ford. Who uh, was an Auburn fan and lived in Opelika? I don't think so. And he was. There's no way in the world he wouldn't even look at the replay. It's like I'm not even look at that thing. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, maybe, maybe it's a good thing we got out of Auburn. I remember Spurrier lost that night game up there too when they right after they beat LSU on the road. Remember That's that? when he overly praised, not not wrongly, but overly praised Rex Grossman. And he, and I, went, and I remember after it's the LSU game. It's going to come back to haunt him. I remember after the LSU game, somebody goes, how, how is the team going to stop him? He goes, I don't know. Spurrier, <laughs> you know, he, you know that, they set Auburn themselves did. up so bad for that next week. Well, again, beat. no Ernest Graham. Yeah. And those those two games yeah. they lost that year. Hey, remember we lost 38-35 to him one year when Werfel was there. And yeah. it was because they called a personal foul penalty Lawrence on Wright. Lawrence Wright. Yeah. Well, it's uh, also because yeah. they're up 10 nothing on the one-yard yeah, line. Worth, worth oh, gosh. Pick six. pick six. Yeah, they're ready to go up 17 exactly. nothing. Uh, also, you're, you're right. You guys are exactly right about that because we were going to be up 17 nothing, uh, and it said it was 10-3. to I, I was there that, that day at, uh, um, in Auburn, and I looked up at the, at the – uh, Scoreboard and it said uh, offensive yardage Florida one ninety three Auburn four. 
And it was complete it was domination. Seven instead of seventeen to three. And then said, we're going to two gonna years later when they're and the game's in a downpour, and Danny uh, has fumbles for a touchdown yeah. and throws a pick, and uh, they go, they go up ten nothing and Spur takes Danny out the field and says, "Danny, you trying to lose the game all by yourself?" And uh, <laughs> then Riddell runs Had the kickback. Kick Florida back. ends up winning forty-seven thirty-five. So there are a lot. There are some great memories there, and there are some bad ones as well, Jeff. Yeah, that, exactly. Hey, one of the great memories I have at, at Auburn. Uh, remember when uh, Quezzy? I was just uh, going to bring that up. Yeah, ran for a touchdown, uh, threw for a touchdown, and also caught a touchdown pass in the yeah. same game. Who, star- who started that game at quarterback? I know that. Oh hit, my God! He kept missing Bad wide open receivers. Jesse Palmer. Yep, yeah, you it got was it. <laughs> a young freshman from Canada named Jesse Palmer. Had guys open all over the field and couldn't. And they had him. to bring Noah Brindice in to yep. save the day. Fat dog, they called him back. <laughs> Fat dog. Yep. All right, Jeff. Thanks for taking this Thank down memory lane. Uh, we have to get a break. Daryl, hold on. We'll get to you. We'll, we may not get to the picks today again. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. Okay. All right. But we maybe we'll get to him as well. Uh, but Daryl, hold on. We'll get to you as soon as we come back from this break. You're listening to the Tailgate, Pat Dooley and Robbie Andrew, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Yes. It's hot out, an obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Well, the springtime has certainly been a little different than what we are used to, but hopefully everybody out there has stayed safe and done their best to make sure we get back to normalcy pretty soon. We do still have the opportunity, though, to get out and enjoy that great Florida sunshine and play again sports is there for all your outdoor needs. That means baseball, softball, golf, water sports, and more. And it's probably a great time to go through the garage, realize your old equipment just won't cut it anymore, and do a little upgrading. And your one-stop shop is a name we all know and love,
of Play It Again Sports. They've got weights that are great to help us stay in shape while spending so much time at home. And when we're ready to get back baseball and team sports again, well, they've got the latest and greatest baseball and softball bats with the best pop on the planet. And if it's a golf swing that needs work, well, they'll help you with that too. The best brands of clubs in the business. Located on University and 34th Street, it's easy to find. And I'm there quite a bit, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll still have the chance for a passing downpour or thunderstorm through the evening. Those should die off from west to east. Overnight, sky starting off cloudy, turning partly cloudy by the morning. Humidity is going to stay in place, and that is going to limit lows from falling too much. In the morning, they'll only be in the mid-70s. We'll have a mixture of clouds and sun tomorrow. Heat indices in the lower 100s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. We keep waiting for, is it Rory? Rory hadn't won a major in, what, seven years? Jordan Spieth played well, but it all it does is illuminate what Tiger did. But if Colin Morikawa can do this in his uh, first two tries, Open Championship in the PGA, maybe he is a golfer to beat in the coming years. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Woo-hoo. All right, welcome back. I appreciate Tony for sending us that commercial that made both of us laugh. It was a classic. Charlie Pell and uh, Bobby Bowden commercial for Likes Hot Dogs. That was great. That was time. You mean we finally, Charlie? Charlie, <laughs> you mean we finally agree on something? Oh man, those were the days. I still love the Spurrier one the best way. He would always say. The only do- it's the only dog you'll see in the slump, except the occasional bulldog. <laughs> nah, they don't ride them like that anymore. No, those were great. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing is, Robbie, have you seen a Dan Mullen hot dog commercial? No, no. day after the game show ever? Never. I've never I, seen I don't even one. know when it's on. I don't know. I don't know why it's they on the got away. SEC a- Network some, some I point. don't know. I don't know but why they got away it, right? from, from doing that. That was like... I mean, Sunday was such a big deal. In fact, I was introduced to MacArthur's Park music by the Doug Dickey show. Dun, dun, oh, yeah. dun, dun. But what about the old dun, days dun, with uh, dun, dun. Dick Stratton and Ray Graves? Yeah. You wouldn't miss that. It's right. Black and white. We get, we get a few guys that are hurt, <laughs> a few guys that are banged up. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Dick Stratton. That Dick was, Stratton is the guy who convinced those were the days. Steve Spurrier to uh, give the Heisman to Florida. He was a great guy. I knew he was him. a great guy. I knew guy. him very well. Who was the woman, Virginia? Uh, Virginia Adder Keys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You grew up in St. Augustine. You knew all. You the, saw them all, all the, the Jackson celebrities. In fact, back in those days, Mike Patrick. Yeah, uh, he was there. Was a big guy. What about Russ Benedict? Russ, Russ, we first heard Russ the Benedict, Sports. The three O Market Sports. <laughs> Daryl, please take us away from this. How you doing, guys? Good. Good. 
right. I just want to uh, kind of address the Deion Sanders thing. I think we, you know, we looking at, I think I, I watched the video. I watched kind of like the whole thing. Yeah. And for what he is doing for the HBCUs right now, and especially Jackson State, I think he's being to be commended. He well, all he asked was, "Don't address me as Dion." You know, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this this is a, this is not only he's a great football player, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, he's turning that situation around. They've gone from I got to watch, listen to the beat writers there, a couple of the beat writers. What was there in previous years? Probably had 20 people at their um, preseason um, media um, thing. So at this one, they had over 200 credentials for that, just for, you know, because of Dion. It changed, right? They got it now before prime and after prime. So what he's doing there, he's changing the culture, and all he asks is don't refer to me as Dion. And then the guy goes right back and do it again. So he's trying to antagonize him a little bit to me, you know. So Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, and I certainely don't discredit anything he's done. He has done a lot for yeah. the historically black college it, yeah. game. For Jackson State, but – you can't say you wouldn't call Nick Saban Nick. You can't say that. That was a mistake he made. He wouldn't call Nick Saban Nick Saban. I have Not called that him that. He's a twenty-year-old. He's a twenty-year-old beat writer. This guy. He's a young beat. The guy that was doing the interview. I don't think he's that young. I I think he's a younger. He's a young, let's say a younger guy. But he actually Dion actually waited to do this for him, and then to you know the jab like that. I. I'm starting to follow him, follow the program, because I like what he's doing. He's, you know, he's changing the culture with all those schools, and he's bringing so they can get more, you know, the financing. That turf field, he got together with some of the his buddies and whatever NFL. They put a new turf field out there for him, so that he's getting things done because of his name. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, he is that—that's for sure. And I think eventually he's going to be at a, a Power Five school as a coach. Listen, I'm going to tell you where he's going to be. I'm already telling all my FSU friends he's going to be at Florida State. I I can see that definitely happening. Give him a couple years. Well, that makes me that makes me happy because that that means that Mike Norvell will not succeed. That's that's <laughs> not, uh, if he doesn't turn if he doesn't turn around in a couple years, Deion Sanders will be standing on that sideline. I agree with that. I that, that makes sense to me too. Well, I there was a lot of uh, people that wanted to hire him. Uh, last uh, two years Norvell, ago, yeah. instead of Norvell, he had, to go back and get a, he had to go back and get a degree. Yeah. Well, imagine how great a recruiter Dion would be. You know, he'd be look, tough to look, beat on the recruiting trail. At, look what he's doing at Jackson State. Yeah, you can recruit there. From Florida, you know, I don't know how his grades were, but he's taking athletes from Power Five schools now. Yeah, he's exactly. getting and he's getting some transfer portal guys too, which is exactly. uh, didn't he get James Houston, Pat? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Although James Houston, and he got the kid from Ocala. Yeah, the receiver that committed to Florida. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I mean, I think he was the push to that. Not, you know, he probably Dion probably could have sat there. Coach Sanders could have probably sat there a little bit. But I understand what he's saying. It's respect. Just give, give the respect. It's due. I think it's due to him now. You know, for what he's accomplished in his pro career, college career, pro career. It's due. To me, Nick Saban, what he's done, he's always he's his coach, but he's giving his due. He's got his in that arena. He won seven national championships. I understand, but Dion is. But I, I still, I, I have never referred to to Coach Saban as anything but Nick. 
in those same very settings and that's where I'm I'm kind of that's why it kind of set me off is like no I mean there's Nick Saban has no problem with people calling him Nick no he never has I never heard that, but not me. I've changed. I, I well, there's. If you look on uh, Twitter, I actually retweeted a long montage of people at SEC meetings asking him questions and calling him Nick. So that's where I I was like, come on, Dion, you got to at least know that that that's normal is to call a coach. And you call him whatever you want. You can call him. Uh, you could call me Coach Dooley, or you call me Dooley, or you call me Pat, or Patrick, or Patricio. Cool. Whatever you want to call a coach, you know, it's not. A, I don't think it's a sign of disrespect. I don't. Also, there's some side notes to this because that newspaper or that media entity has never had a beat writer for Jackson State. So they do now. A, <laughs> yeah, so that that's probably you know some of that too, according to what I listened to today on you know when God actually covers the Jackson State program. Yeah, I don't I don't know the writer that uh from the Clarion Ledger that, that right. was involved in this. So I it's hard for me to comment on that. But um you know obviously they're gonna have to cover I mean there's not a better state for coaches I to know, be in than, than Mississippi. You I, get leech. I, I can't believe the Clarion Ledger didn't cover them before though. Didn't have a beat writer before Well, that. you know, we're all losing beat writers left and right. Yeah, so they haven't covered them before. So that that's according to the guy that covers them. It's been covering them for a while. So there's that's why there's a little history, you know, with that too. So, but anyway, I, I love you guys, man. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, thanks. Great call. Appreciate the call, Daryl. Thanks a lot. Um, does yeah. Tal- does the Democrat have a, a, a Florida A&M beat writer? I don't know. I don't I, know that either. Well, I think they always did, and then with ever everything that's going on. Um, you know, with with newspapers, I mean, they may not anymore. I yeah. don't know. I mean, we don't have a Santa Fe at the game. No, we don't. have we a don't. Santa Fe no. community college or college we, yeah. beat writer. Um, I, I look. It's probably way too big a deal that I'm making about it. That national media made about it. And if he had said anything but Nick. comparing himself to Nick. You know, it would have been nobody different. would have said a word, probably. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't say a word. Anyway, we got to take another break, our final break of the uh, day. We hope you've enjoyed this show so far, and we hope you enjoyed this second hour presented by Melton Law. They won't back down. We'll be back. Robbie and I will wrap it up, and don't forget tomorrow we're going to bring in our bo- old boss, Arnold Feliciano. It'll be a threesome. Um, yeah, old usually, and former. You usually have to pay extra for that. We'll be back here on the tailgate. ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. <laughs>